Welcome to the Abundant Wellness with Andrea podcast from surviving to thriving in mind, body, and spirit. Hey there, I'm Andrea Jones, registered nurse, functional hormone coach, inner healing and deliverance pastor, and most importantly, wife and mother of two beautiful girls. This podcast is really a conversation about how to discover and walk in an abundant life that God has laid out for us while processing what I call the messy middle, pain and overcoming things in our life that are hard in order to nurture all of the parts of you so that you can walk in abundant wellness in all areas. there and welcome to another episode of the Abundant Wellness Podcast with Andrea. Today we have the immense privilege of having Beth Learn, uh, creator of Fit to Be, a, a studio of over hundreds of workouts specific for women and their specific issues. So in today's episode, she's actually interviewing me on common questions that women ask regarding their hormones. So take a listen. We're going to be talking all about different exercise for different phases of your cycle. We're going to talk about nourishing your hormones through movement. We talk a little bit about the muscular endocrine system, which is really how your muscles actually support your hormone health uh, when moved properly. We're going to talk about managing stress throughout the summer um, and a whole bunch of other things in between. So please enjoy this episode and make sure to give Beth Learn a follow at Fit to be on Instagram or fit to be dot us um, on the website, and you can see all those links below. Live today to connect with Andrea from Abundant Wellness. She has been one of our first contributors for Product Three Menopause, and she's got a lot of wisdom to share. And her and I are always chit chatting and talking about things. So we're going to be talking about food. We're going to talk about hormones. We're going to talk about the core, and we're just going to go for like maybe 20 minutes. Oh, there she is. Hello. So let me see. I need to get her on here. Hello. How are you? Good. Good. I know you had a wild morning with kids. Yeah. Always in the summer, right? I know. It's always wild. I always think it's going to be like less busy, and then it's more. Yeah. I always, I know, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, having kids again after you have one, you're like, oh, it's not that hard. And then you do it again. <laughs> it's like our brain just forgets. So yeah, yeah, I, I fully, that's, I'm fully there. So I fully get it, but it's good to see you. Thank you. You too. Oh, wait. Okay. So for those of those of you listening, um, let, let's do quick hot tips for handling kids in the summer. What's your best hot tip? Um, best hot tip is have low expectations <laughs> of myself and of them, like what I'm going to get done and what I expect them to be able to do because they're also like typically mentally kind of on a break. Right. Yes. So, um, I think I talked about this a little bit on a podcast episode at the beginning of the summer where it was really about protecting your peace and like setting up some of those, um, and I have listened to it again for myself because I'm like, I need my own <laughs> advice today. <laughs> right. Um, but that's what I would say is really lowering the expectations because we're all in kind of a different mental space. I feel like in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys are listening, anybody listening, if you have a good hot tip for 
juggling and balancing with kids in the summer, leave it in the comments. Um, my hot tip is to just stop your fridge and stop the snack drawer and point. Yes. <laughs> right there. There's the food. And there's like healthy snacks and a couple of more fun things. And there's things in the freezer and there's ready-made stuff and there's stuff that you can assemble like tortillas and cheese and and you know just go go do that <laughs> exactly no i loved that you put i think you posted about that a couple weeks ago and i was like oh, yes because they can, you know that's one of the things that will absolutely steal my peace is kids asking me 500 times a day for food i'm like you know where the food is mm -hmm. it's there yep just go eat yeah so yeah, we've got everything from like frozen broccoli to mini pizzas yeah so have at plus it. the villain, right? Plus the bars, fruit popsicles, you know, and it, it's a good time to just just relax and take some of the burdens off of ourselves. <clears throat> um, our theme in our member form right now is vacation. This week, nice. like, if you're not on vacation, what can you take a vacation from? Ooh, that's good, right? And mm -hmm. then our theme here on Instagram this week seems to be like survival which i feel like those mm -hmm. actually go hand in hand yeah right <laughs> oh that's funny we were talking about yesterday in the stories about what is something you've gone through where if if you if you quit you would literally die because i just mm. went through a relay race this weekend and i was out on a very hot asphalt road my team had come through and supported me and i was exhausted and my body was going but my brain was like this is so hard i just want to stop but if right. I stopped, I would be cooking on the pavement. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then there's examples like labor. And so people were chiming in. Can you think yes. of a time when it's been like that for you? Oh, so many times. Um, I was actually just thinking of a few times where, you know, yeah, just parenting. Like if I give up on this, you know, if I give up on this now, like we're never going to die for Delta. good for Yeah. It feels like it though, right? You're like, I'm just going to die. I'm just going to fall over and, and we're all going to be dead. And it really wasn't like a matter of life and death, but it was more like, I'm not going to see the fruit of what I'm trying to cultivate here, right? Labor, absolutely. Because if you give up, you know, all kinds of things can happen. You just have to push through. So literally, uh, yeah, literally push through. Yep. So I can think of a lot of, a lot of incidences, but that's a really good one because you literally would have been in a really bad situation. Yeah. Yeah. On a road by myself. So, um, um, for those of you chiming in, um, or maybe watching this later, I am the founder of fit to be, we provide workouts for women with diastases and not just Pilates, not just yoga, you know, a lot of diastases programs out there are like do these breathing exercises and these basic exercises for so many weeks yes we have that but we also have uh yoga exercises pilates aerobics weights and we bring diastasis awareness into all of that yes we not a program we are an open library of workouts mm -hmm. that all offer pelvic floor friendly diastasis aware cueing and andrea tell us about yourself what do you do yeah so I am Andrea Jones. I'm a registered nurse and a functional hormone practitioner. So I work with women all over in balancing their hormones, getting rid of their really painful symptoms, uh, mood swings, irritability, all the way through, you know, perimenopause and postmenopause. So 
um, very similar to what you were saying about like, you're not a workout program, right? You're creating this whole library. I love that you call it a library because it really is like, there's something for everyone in what you provide, um, that creates this just in-depth, you know, knowledge for them. And I, I, I think what I do is similar in that way of like the all encompassing, approach, you know, mind, body, spirit, and really helping women to balance their hormones and really why that matters for them um, has a a huge impact on our overall health, our endocrine function, which workouts, you know, is a huge, working our muscles is a huge part of that endocrine function as well. So um, they very much go hand in hand. Yeah. So if you're listening right now, um, what's the first female hormone that comes to mind? Like we'll do a fun little quiz. Like just leave it in the comments. What's the first female hormone that comes to mind? There's not just one. Yeah. So if yeah, you're curious what they're gonna say, I know. Right? I, know I know what came to my mind, but I'm curious what what they're gonna yeah. say. I bet most people don't know that testosterone is a female hormone. Yeah. Right. So Heather mm-hmm. says estrogen. Yes. yes. Estrogen is a female hormone. Yes, and that's usually the first one we all think of, but there's other ones. What's one of the other female hormones, Andrea? Progesterone, cortisol, DHEA, um, testosterone will convert to estrogen in some cases. So a lot of estrogen dominance isn't just estrogen, which is why hormone replacement therapy is, in my opinion. So we won't go there today, but I'm like, it's so much more nuanced than that. But those are you know, the, the four or five, I don't remember how many I listed that are yeah. the really like the big key players that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they interact with each other and all of that. Um, one, one thing that has been at the forefront of a lot of my conversations with my clients, I offer phone calls to our premium clients and not everybody takes advantage of them because they get nervous and like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if I want to talk on the phone with Beth people I'm usually in my bathrobe when you're talking to me like having coffee with my hair every which away so keep me off the pedestals oh my goodness uh but it is like they're like well what's what's the one thing I should be doing exercise wise for my hormones and I wonder if people can guess well like what that one thing is because there is a certain type of exercise that is so good for hormone balance yes see if anybody guess yeah I'm I'm curious what you're going to say too. So I think I might know. I think I should know. What do you but think? I think it's weightlifting. Yes. Did I get it right? Yay. Okay. Yes. okay. Yeah, it is. It's weightlifting because it has the ability, the unique ability to balance insulin, testosterone, um, estrogen, cortisol, all the things. Um, not if you're doing it like, like you're killing yourself. Right. right. Not if you're doing it like, you know, the weights around, um, there's a place for that. Like maybe one or two sets, you know, really go for it. Um, but your period starts when you're feeling a little bit ragey, that might be a, might be a good, that's where I've been at right now. (laughs) Go throw some weights around that. Right. Yeah. Oh man. And that's another thing is, is, and you guys, we're just in this life. Like we're not trying to get at a point. We're not trying to sell you anything today. We just no. like, hey, let's get on and chit chat. I want to do more of these with our course contributors and just connect you with them. <laughs> um, Heather says, finding someone to actually help has been ridiculous. I'm on estrogen and progesterone cream and still suffering. Okay. Heather, you got a message, Andrea. You got to start following her stuff because 
she just offers a lot of really great content oh, and she's amazing you. to work with and she's affordable and I love her. Mm -hmm. Also our, our proactive perimenopause course on fit to be, oh, I said I wasn't going to sell anything. Look, I'm not trying to push you in that direction. <laughs> don't, don't actually don't buy anything right now because our sale is like mid August. We're going to have a big okay. sale in mid August. So like, just don't, just put <laughs> it in the back of your head. Tuck it in the back Although if you need help yeah. right now, it is really helpful, but yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, weightlifting is amazing. And then, you know, just in terms of, uh, can you speak a little bit to like working out with your cycle and like mm -hmm. the hormone things involved in that? Like, can you go like really light level? Yeah. All of that. Oh, Heather, Heather says she's a premium member. If you're a premium member, if it's me, you already have access to the classroom on course. Yeah. So just get in there and find Andrea's lesson. Um, I think it's like, what's it called? It was in the what was it called? That was a while ago. <laughs> um, like well, yeah, it was in the. Um, I like, don't remember. It's about hormones. Just look at yeah. the lesson on hormones. Yes. Okay, so about periods. Yes. So this is actually a really really good question because I think you actually teach this kind of intuitively really well, um, in terms of really paying attention to your body because if if we are paying attention to the shifts, like this, even just the shifts in our energy throughout our cycle, we're going to be so much more aware of how to move our body during those different stages. So um, we'll just talk about, let's say day one through 14, where typically most women have the highest energy. Mm -hmm. um, that's a great time to do like more cardio, more like heart race, not heart racing, but like raising your heart rate, getting a good sweat in. Um, and I'm not saying like high intensity workouts, um, especially if you have adrenal issues, that's something you want to be really careful of, but those are, you want to, want to kind of, um, tune in to the energy that your body has, if that makes sense. So that's a great time to do more of the, the workouts that do raise your heart rate, that get your sweat going, um, that move your body maybe in ways that are a little bit more challenging. And then um, obviously with good guidance in that, like we're not going to overextend our bodies. We're not going to do a 9 million, you know, crunches and things like that. But right. if you want to optimize um, and take advantage of the, the energy that you already have during that phase of your cycle, the last half or like day 15 through 28, if you have like a totally awesome 28 day cycle, um, those are times to really focus on um, more gentle movements. So walking is great for that. I don't think people really understand how metabolically awesome walking is. Yep. Um, it's walking. good. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I don't focus on getting my heart rate up. In fact, usually during that phase, I'm literally just focusing and paying attention to my heart rate. And I actually slow down when I notice my heart rate going up. Um, because I'm really trying to just focus on movement, how I feel in my body, um, getting some of those extra like neurotransmitter stimulation going uh, because we tend to be a little bit lower in serotonin and dopamine during that second half of our cycle. So walking can be really good for that. Um, some gentle weightlifting during that time as well is really good um, because again, it supports all of like all of our metabolic process right. uh, without kind of stealing from energy we already don't have. If you think about your hormones like a bank account, a lot of us are withdrawing in places we didn't actually deposit. And so working with your cycle, those are just some kind of simple strategies I would I would consider. So um, I've been 
following a couple people just as I've been learning more and more. I'm like, I know a lot, but I'm still learning more. There's so much information coming out now that has not been available even in the last 10 years. And, you know, that's a whole other can of worms we could go into, right? Yes. Uh, but looking even at like the four distinct phases of the yes. cycle. So we have the menstrual, like when you're right. on your actual period. And then you have, is it, it's ovulatory and then follicular, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and then, so you have the egg that gets released and the eggs releasing hormones. And then you're in the follicular phase where the, those, the egg is there and it may or may not be getting fertilized. Then you have a luteal where your body, like, like that week before your period where your body yes. is like, we might be pregnant. Let's just act yeah. like it. Yeah. Let's try. Let's just be moody and sensitive and hear all the noises and be distracted by all of the details. Yeah. We might be protecting this whole other life. And so we might need to be ready to run from a bear or fight with everybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Right. And then and then we get the menstrual cycle again. And um I know I know that for myself i've been playing with um using the luteal so that last little chunk of time before my menstrual cycle my, my period and then my period using those as my more down times yes and then using the follicular and ovulate ovulatory and follicular like on right order as these higher energy totally but the thing is is that i often do get that rush of energy on day one of my period i yes. definitely feel better Mm -hmm. all, all of the, uh, you know, mm -hmm. in, in my system are like suddenly lifted. And right. I, I had to film on day one and two of my cycle many times. I've been in races on those days. I've got PRs and I've done really well. It's awesome. Day yeah. I have to. But if I don't have to, I'm like, I'm out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Take all the pressure off, right? All right. No, but it, it is good to know that. And like, you know, obviously, like we want to optimize somebody's hormones to where those shifts are not so significant that you're not able to function in daily life, right? right. Um, that's really important because sometimes, and this isn't what you're saying at all, but sometimes there's been such like a normalization of what really are hormone imbalance symptoms. But the reality is, is that we do have those four big shifts. And so how do you nurture your body through them? Yeah. Um, we're not necessarily fixing it, but like nurturing your body through that, paying attention, especially as we get older, especially as we get closer to our forties, mid forties, this becomes even more uh, important to pay attention so, to. Give us some quick examples of those symptoms of hormone imbalance that we've normalized and are just like, oh, that's PMS. Yeah. Um, rage is a good one. And I, all of these, okay, every symptom I have experienced, every, every symptom I'm going to tell you about, I have experienced myself. So don't hear any, like, there's no judgment yeah, on this. This is not in this. Yeah. This is not like I read it in an article and I'm just spewing it back to you. Like I have lived it and I actually didn't know. I knew that rage didn't feel great in my body, but like, I didn't know I could feel better if that makes sense. Yeah. So rage yeah. is a big one. Um, I would say it's pretty normal to feel like a little bit of maybe a little bit of a low mood. Uh, I don't like to see that more than one day before your cycle. So if that's lasting 
seven to 10 days, which is most of the women that I work with, that's a pretty significant like response to typically low progesterone um, and how that interplays with your neurotransmitters. So mood swings, um, irritability, that's a big one. Um, hot flashes, night sweats, those are definitely not things that we want. That's right, yep. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a big one, heavy periods. So I'm going to define that because a lot of people are like, oh, my periods aren't heavy. And I'm like, well, how often are you changing a pad or a tampon? And they're like, oh, every, you know, at least every hour, sometimes more on day one or two. And I'm like, no, 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 nope, that's not, <laughs> that's heavy. Yeah. That is a heavy period. Um, so that's a big one. Cramps actually are not normal. Like we should have completely painless periods and I've not yet had a single client not laugh at me when I tell them that. And then they're like, wait, I had a period and I had no cramps. And I'm like, I told you. So, so those are the big ones. And insomnia. Um, insomnia at any point in your cycle is not normal. Because again, that's... I, I'm yeah. like right before... Sorry, I'm kind of right before I'm supposed to start my period. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wouldn't say I have insomnia, but I definitely kick around more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yep. A little bit of a hard time going to sleep. I have to really zero in on my bedtime routine. Yep. Um, and I actually, I, I find that I need a snack before mm -hmm. bed. Yeah. That it actually helps me. And mm -hmm. giving myself that, like a piece of bread or some cheese, like totally, simple, like not a whole meal, but it, I don't know. It helps me to just be like, okay, I'm ready to go sleep now. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and there's, you know, there's a whole other side topic there on like mm -hmm. how our caloric needs change, right? During, especially during that last half of your cycle. So you may notice like, I'm hungrier more often. I'm not staying, you know, full as often or for as long. Um, needing that snack before bedtime and paying attention to that, like just throw and diet food out the window. You really need and you're hungry. Yeah. It's okay. Yes. Have the snack, honestly. Um, there's so many, myself included, but so many of my clients, I'm like, you need to be eating something before bed. Like your cortisol depends on it. Your blood sugar regulation depends Thank on you. it. Oh, so have a you. snack. Yeah. Have a snack. Enjoy the snack and sleep great. And you'll be thanking, <laughs> thanking me for not listening to diet culture. Yeah. So. I've been, I'll be just recorded a podcast with Anna Surrey, who's an intuitive eating expert. And awesome. Oh my gosh, I was almost in tears because just this summer has been crazy and stressful for me. And mm -hmm. I found myself with a lot of diet culture messages in my head all of a sudden and having to really talk myself through and continue to give myself grace mm -hmm. and allow, allow myself to process mm -hmm. and keep science mm -hmm. in mind, keep science yes. in mind. Yep. Not and not let my, not let all the other junk stuff get in the way right it's well hard sometimes it is and i think we don't realize how ingrained we've been by diet culture until like our life kind of confronts it right so if you know if for example you've done your whole life like i'm not going to eat anything after seven o'clock well your hormones change in your mid-30s all the way until you're all the way through menopause and the, the biggest, the most significant changes, you know, have the heaviest impact on your blood sugar and your adrenals. And so having a good snack and paying attention to like sleep issues could be related to not getting enough blood sugar before bed. 
um, not having a stable blood sugar. And when you're under stress, right, those are the two biggest things. You burn more calories, you burn through your nutrients that are supporting your adrenals. Um, your blood sugar tends to get dysregulated way quicker. Um, so I also had to play around with during the summer, like, um, okay, is my body needing carbs and protein or do I need more protein and fat at bedtime? Yeah. So I kind of had to, and I just would kind of pay attention, like, what is my body craving? You know, if it's craving pizza, yeah. I'm not going to have pizza before bed because that's just never a good digestive situation for me. I, I <laughs> actually said that last week, though. You can but tolerate this this one night and I was like, there's two slices of pizza in the fridge. Yeah. Well, okay, there we go. Perfect opportunity. No, and if you can, if you can tolerate it, that's great. I don't handle dairy very well, so that's never, that's never a great choice for me, just in general. But, but I had to play around with that. Like, what you know, I would have like crackers with you know some vegan cheese or coconut milk yogurt, or um, you know, I would play yeah. around with what I felt, yeah. you know, what felt nourishing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Don't do something that's going to be bad for your body that you're going to hate, feel bloated, and have cramps and right. constipation, right? Yeah, that's so not try to work within your window of yeah. tolerance. I that's a, that's a phrase I've been learning. I like that. We all have a window of tolerance, and <clears throat> that that happens with food, it happens with exercise, it happens with relationships, it happens with trauma, where we can handle so much, and then we start to hit our edges. Yes. And then when we get past our window of tolerance stuff goes sideways yep. multiple ways and so living within our window of tolerance knowing what can i handle and i cannot handle that right now i cannot handle that person right now right now yes. gross mindset right now maybe later right and it's okay to have reservations right which as women that's a really hard one to like how many of you, when I say that, like, it's okay to have limitations actually believe when I say that, right? Like it's a lot harder to internalize that message because there's so much of life that demands us to not have limitations yeah, and to be totally. superhuman and to show up all the time and to work out every day and to eat a perfect diet and to not lose your crap on your kids ever because you're totally perfect, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> So, yeah. so it's important to recognize that we do all have that, like you said, that window of tolerance or those, those limitations and really learning to pay attention to, you know, for me, it's when I talk to women, they're like, what do I need to cut out? What do I need to limit myself on? I'm like, no, 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 we need to flip that because we're changing this to how do I nourish my body and yeah. nourishment can look like sleep. It can look like movement. It can look like eating a big green salad. It can look like having flexibility and having a piece of pizza yep. or ice cream with your family. So these are all, they're all a part of you and having to be fluid with, you know, your body as it changes. Um, so yeah, that's also eat the piece of pizza. I'm glad I, I appreciate what Heather just shared and we're going to wrap it up. Want to want to keep this short and just kind of advice. She's like, as a mom, I don't feel like I'm allowed to do it. So if, if you feel the same way as Heather does, uh, I just want to take a moment to say, but you are a human. And if, if this was your child, if you were talking to you, like, like you were the child and, and but you're the mom talking to the child. <laughs> yes. Like you would say, let's take care of those needs mm -hmm. and let's make sure you're getting what you need. And you would fight anybody that tried to get in the way of that. 100% prevent that with your kid. And so, um, oh, there's somebody saying, hello, Andrea. 
So yeah, we just want to get on the chat and um, and connect our followers with each other. Yes. So um, you know, if you're following me, I highly recommend you follow Andrea as well. Um, there's just a lot of parallel messaging, but different. Like she talks about um, food and hormones and a lot of spiritual health stuff, and you know, and I talk about some of that, but more in a fitness capacity. Yes. So. Um, we both are consistently showing up in our stories and we just love to actually be there for people. So, um, yeah, feel free to reach out, message Andrea, message me, and we're here for you. And that's all for now. Thanks, Andrea. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And I know we're going to, you're going to hop onto my page at some point once we get our schedule. Hey, everybody. Uh